This is John Robin Voyles of Celebrate Libraries with a New Ways to Dream podcast. Today, we're in Burlington, Wisconsin, speaking with Library Director Joe Davies. Joe, thanks very much for taking the time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. I wanted to start today uh, speaking a little bit about the city, uh, finding some information out about you, and then uh, moving on to the library. So, um, for those of our viewers who don't know where Burlington is located, could you give a, a brief description of the location within uh, the state boundaries? Sure. Um, Burlington is in south southeastern Wisconsin. Uh, it's in western Racine County and just a tiny bit in eastern Walworth County. Um, we're uh, 18 miles north of the state line, uh, about 24 miles from Kenosha, 30 miles from Milwaukee, 37 miles from Janesville. So it kind of feels like right in the middle of all kinds of really cool stuff. And what's the population size? Uh, population is about 10,800 as of the last ACS estimate. Okay. I saw on the map a community called, I think, Browns Lake. Is that sort of part of Burlington? or That's uh, part of town of Burlington. Okay. So you know, there's the city of Burlington completely surrounded by the town of Burlington. And so our you know, municipal population is around 10,800, but you know, our service population for the library is close to 19,000. Um, and that you know, incorporates uh, both the town of Burlington okay. and then uh, the... Uh, Town of Lyons. Oh, all right. So several surrounding communities that we serve. Super. Um, so what is what is Burlington known for? And I think I, I know at least one thing that you're going to mention, but uh, uh, what would you say? Uh, local industry, agricultural, oop, excuse me, agriculture, small business, uh, recreation, and of course... Um, yeah. Chocolate. Yeah, I, chocolate. I was going to say, Burlington <laughs> is uh, branded as Chocolate City USA. Okay. Um, and we do have an annual chocolate fest to celebrate that, as well as a hot chocolate fest in the oh. in the winter and, you know, ice festival and all kinds of cool things like that. Um, Burlington, you know, it, it's great because it has that small town feel, you know, active downtown, good restaurants, shopping, uh, nice access to, you know, rivers and lakes. You know, we're uh, right at the confluence of the Fox and White Rivers, okay. um, so there's a lot of you know great recreational trails and things like that along there. Right. Um, just this year, the city opened a new aquatic center, and that's been very oh. popular for uh, western Racine County. Um, local industry, N Nestle is, is big. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got Aurora, uh, Laval, uh, Snap-on, places like that. Oh, okay. So a lot, of, a lot of manufacturing, but then, you know, a lot of agriculture and surrounding areas. Do you ever uh, do anything with the Aquatic Center as far as, um, like, uh, some sort of partnership and associated with the library? Maybe uh, having, um, take, uh, maybe kids transported there and there are, like, story times or anything like that? We actually did do, um, over the summer, in partnership with uh, the, the, the Aquatic Center and the Burlington Area School District mm -hmm. librarians, we did a program uh, where we would go and read to kids and they would you know get uh, free admission to the pool and then they oh, know, great. would would have to do some reading and story time and then they'd get to go have fun and play so it was a nice way to you know for them to kind of start the day with a little bit of learning and mm -hmm. and then you know still go have fun nice idea great idea um, what's the square footage of the library space? Uh, just under 12,000 square feet. Okay. Um, so the, uh, the building itself, it's, uh, it, 1917 post office, which, uh, the post office moved down the road in 
63 or 64, mm -hmm. and uh, then the library took the space over. And then in uh, 1987, there was an addition to that original uh, facility. So the total is about 12,000 square feet. Was there uh, was there ever a Carnegie Library here in Burlington? No, no. no. Okay. The the previous uh, before being in this facility, the library for a while had been in the city hall uh, across okay. the street. So uh, uh, the first floor of that had been the library. Before that, it used to be. Uh, above one of the storefronts uh, further down on Pine Street. And you're a member of uh, Lakeshores, is that right? Yes, the Lakeshores Library System. So there's uh, 15 uh, libraries in the system. And mm -hmm. then uh, we also have the SHARE Consortium, which uh, includes all of the libraries in Kenosha County and Rock County. So we're very fortunate to have access to, you know, some some really nice collections, uh, you know, large and sizable collections to supplement what we have to oh, offer locally. Okay. And uh, um, what is what what happens in Waterford? Is is Waterford a, sort of a a headquarters for some sort of uh, system? That, that's yes. That's the the Lakeshore's Library System offices are in oh, okay. Waterford, and that's you know kind of halfway. You know, because Lakeshore System is you know we're seen in Walworth counties, mm -hmm. and so it's kind of kind of close, you know, to, to halfway uh, between everything there, and so it was a nice central spot for delivery and things like oh, that. That's about 10 miles or less? Yeah, uh, I would say about 10 miles uh, to the east-northeast. Okay. Um, how many people do you have here? What's your staff size? Sure, uh, we have 21 staff positions, uh, but that nets out to like 10 and a half full-time equivalents. Four of the staff are full-time and everybody else is part-time, ranging from, you know, we have uh, one person who uh, comes in just kind of as an ad-needed, as-needed uh, substitute, sure. and then some student shelvers up to, you know, our full-time staff. And how long have you been the uh, library director in Burlington? I started here in February of 2017, so oh. just under two years now. Oh, okay. And you were, um, you had a Library, library career previously? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I was the head of adult and digital services for the Kenosha Public Libraries. Okay. Um, and then uh, prior to that, I had been the online librarian for uh, Herzing University. Oh, wow. And I started my library career at the Joliet Public Library as a, a telephone reference clerk, which doesn't sound like it would be that antiquated a job, but sound, sounds like something from the, a blast from the past. Now. Kind of a so what attracted you to the director's position here in Burlington? Well, I was, uh, I was looking for a challenge where I could really see the impact of the work that I was doing and the initiatives that I was starting. And the board was eager to try to move you know, the role of the library within the community forward. Uh, prior to me being here, my, my predecessor had been here for uh, 20 years as director and about 10 years before that as uh, as one of the librarians and so okay. it, you know part of it was just you know coming in with with new eyes and having a new perspective on some of the you know some of the things that were possibilities and so for me that's that was the big draw initially and it remains a, a point of pride was there something about your background that um, specifically that they were interested in in um, adding to the mix here in Burlington I think um, my background, uh, n not just in you know adult services, but but the digital services component. Okay. So you know being able to uh, you know confidently provide you know some uh, like tech trainings and mm -hmm. things like that, but also being comfortable with the makerspace movement and you know really just experience in uh, you know a lot of the changes that have happened in libraries in the last 20, 30 years. Okay.
I'm curious how how you feel the library serves the unique needs of the community. Robin talked earlier before we started recording about the unique quality of each of the libraries that we do. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. how you you feel that you're serving the unique needs of this this area. Um, well, obviously, we try to offer you know something for people of all ages, and like a lot of libraries, our strongest use is you know by children and older adults. Uh, but we do offer kind of a broad range of programming and materials to you know appeal to people of different interests. Um, I think one of the uh, real nice values of this library, because it is you know a, a hundred year old building, um, you know it's it's one of it's you know one of the most uh, publicly accessible you know kind of historical you know places in the community, and so it's you know it's got these deep roots okay. for people in the community and you know it's it's really exciting to see people you know not just parents bringing in their kids but grandparents bringing in their kids for story times and mm -hmm. you can you can really see you know that that uh, sort of generational you know passing of uh, of you know I won't say knowledge but you know uh, interest in this as a community space and so you know even Though they're you know listening to stories together mm -hmm. and they're also playing together and just being in the space together and yes. I think that's I think that's really incredible and powerful. It's a, uh, sounds like it's a it's a community tradition. Oh yeah, our, for many people. Our that's, main focus is lifelong learning and that mm -hmm. sort of, that defines it. Yeah, yeah, and we're, and we're very fortunate to be you know just a, a center for that. You know there are of course other you know we're not, we don't have a monopoly on lifelong learning and nor nor would we want one but. Um, you know, being centrally located and, you know, accessible, you know, we're open 65 hours a week to the public. I think that's, that's huge. And especially in the half of the year that is winter, you know, I and mean, we have wonderful parks and recreation and all that. But, you know, if you're looking for somewhere, somewhere warm to go in January, uh, I, th I think we win. So. What's the name of the park next door? That is the uh, Weemoff Square Park. So I'm curious about outreach uh, programming partners, whether they might be the school district, businesses, nonprofits. Mm -hmm. You did mention the Aquatic Center, so mm -hmm. I'm wondering if there, there are other uh, programming partners or programs that, have, that you've been involved in here at the library that you'd like to provide an example or, or two. Sure. Um, we do on-site programming uh, at a, a number of nursing facilities and preschools, so you know, we'll offer once a month uh, you know, either... Uh, s uh, sort of a retrospective historical uh, presentation or, you know, for the preschools, it's, you know, usually just a nice story time. Uh, we have a strong relationship with the Burlington Area School District, and that includes co-sponsored programming with the librarians uh, who work there, and they're the ones we partnered with, you know, going to the Aquatic Center, and we're talking about some other potential future partnerships. Uh, we partnered with a local church group to provide uh, materials delivery to homebound patrons. Oh. Uh, and we have uh, a strong relationship with our genealogical society and the historical society. The historical society is just right across the street over oh. there. And so you know, we have, uh, for, for both of those groups, you know, we're kind of a repository for you know, some of that historical genealogical information and you know, historical information. Sure. Uh, and that, you know, it, they also then provide a lot of great programming for us. Uh, the local uh, garden club, uh, gardening club, uh, they help with uh, some of the landscaping, especially in the front. They you know, do nice plantings for us every year, and they help keep our gardening collection fresh and up to date. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we've provided partnered with uh, several of the 
other local libraries to provide memory cafes. Uh, we oh. rotate where we're doing them on a monthly basis, but <laughs> you know, trying to provide that kind of support. Uh, right now, we're doing a partnership with uh, Love Inc., uh, local charity for you know a, a food drive. Oh, okay. So you know, we try to be uh, you know an an available part of the community there and um, have those. You know, I, I guess I'd say maybe try to be more of a vital part of the community there and uh, pr- you know just be a good partner to mm-hmm. you know anyone in the community who's looking for someone to work with I saw when we came in I saw a sign for a, a tutoring service maybe or? oh yeah uh, that's on th- what's today when, on Wednesday nights yeah. uh, weekly we have a local tutor who um, she's proficient in Spanish French and oh, uh, wow. German and so she, you know, just wanted to volunteer to to be available, you know, for students working on homework, and we we took her up on that. What a great uh, resource! Readily, yeah. Um, it, so we're we're fortunate that uh, the you know there are a lot of folks in the community that, that when they're looking for a volunteer outlet, they mm-hmm. they think of the library, at, you know, for that. So we're very fortunate to benefit from that. Do you have? Um, is there much uh, call for? Um, materials for homeschooling in this uh, community? We do, we and we do have, a, a, I think we, it's titled the Parent and Teacher Resources Collection, but okay. we have a you know, pretty sizable collection there, and then we do have a homeschooling group that meets at least monthly, sometimes more, um, in our downstairs meeting room, so they oh. can, you know. And that meeting room's available just for... Um, for community groups to sign up and use whoever it yes. might be. Yes. What would you say is the the most rewarding part of your job as director? I think for me, um, being able to see something, you know, start as a you know germ of an idea, yes, and then uh, being able to guide that process, you know, through planning stages and into execution. Mm-hmm. I, you know, for me, that's that's just incredible. You know, um, in other positions that I've had, you know, you, you do a part of the work, you might have the idea, but in the end, you're not the person who can, you know, sort of yay or nay or allocate the resources. Mm-hmm. And so being able to, you know, to, to really, um, really make an impact, for me, that's been incredible. And being able to, you know, sort of uh, guide staff through that process. Right. You know, I have, um, I, I, I'm fo- very fortunate to have inherited an incredible staff. And you know many of them were you know chomping at the bit to you know with with, with ideas, mm-hmm. but you know there there wasn't really a, kind of a, a, a grand unifying vision there, and so being able to you know pull all of that together and, and get us all pulling in the same direction has been incredible. Do you want to share one of those ideas, something that you feel that, that one of the staff members brought up and you were you helped guide it to fruition? something that you're pleased uh, with? Yeah, um, so uh, right now where uh, our main s- kind of seating area is around the periodicals, uh, that, that whole area had just been reference shelving um, before, and, you know, almost the day I started, I had staff saying, you know, it w- would, be, would it be okay if we could weed some of this stuff now, or, you know, we don't need this book from... 1948 anymore as a ready reference item and uh, and so it was you know we wanted to be careful because you know the challenge of course is 
once you once you withdraw something, it's it's gone, and so you don't want to lose something that's that you know a really integral resource. Um, but we, we what we wanted to do was you know look at what else we could do with that space, and we did have you know some periodical shelving, but there were those you know those vertical plastic right. you know uh, not not particularly user friendly or particularly attractive, um, and so we wanted to you know do a couple of things. We wanted to you know, do something different with that space, and we really wanted to have a, a nicer seating area and, and uh, periodicals area. And so, you know, we got the shelving out that was there. Hmm. You know, we weeded that collection down to about a third of its of its previous size, um, and uh, you know, moved that over, and then created kind of a new seating area that's over there. And it's it's a nice bright space. It's you know, right by the windows. We installed some new lighting, and so that was. You know, it was just one example, but then, you know, that was, it, it, it's nice for patrons, and it creates a, you know, as soon as you walk in, it, it feels like a nice open space, yes. uh, as opposed to, you know, before it felt like stacks, which you know, are, are valuable because there's a lot of valuable things on them, right. but not always the most appealing. And I, I feel, I don't know about you, Robin, but I, I've, that's something that I did notice when I walked in, that openness, and I... Uh, I had a positive reaction to it, so good. To share that. It's with working. You. It's working. <laughs> good. You just talked about um, accomplishing that particular project. Are there are there other projects, uh, one or more, mm -hmm. that you that you have accomplished this year mm -hmm. uh, that you're that you're pleased with? And if you don't want to limit it to uh, just this year, if you want to talk about last year when you were here too, sure. Whatever you're comfortable with. Um, well, this year the the big accomplishment has been uh, creating a kind of medium capacity meeting space uh, here on the main floor of the library. Okay. So um, it's we have a space actually on the other side of the wall from my office here that uh, had been a staff workspace and it was okay. sort of our main work slash storage space for for all the staff uh, who weren't me and lucky enough to have their own office. Um, and uh, the, the the challenge was that the you know over time the number of staff that were in that space had mm -hmm. had changed. We did have a, a story time room that was on the main floor here mm -hmm. uh, that had a capacity theoretically of twenty, but you know with things stored in there and it was too small for 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 what our typical story time attendance was. I mean, if you count in. You know, people with strollers and all of that. You know, we just we couldn't um, we couldn't use that for story time. And so what we did was uh, converted that uh, that 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 story time space. Uh, we put in um, new lighting, new carpeting, and uh, new workstations for the four staff who had been in this uh, large workroom here. And then we uh, moved them to there and and moved. Some of the you know storage and office supplies with them, but a lot of that ended up in our in our basement. Uh, and then the the space that had been that staff workroom, we've converted that into a forty five person meeting room. Uh, oh. So so before that, we didn't really have you know any uh, meeting space of any capacity here on the main floor. Right. Um, and the meeting space we have downstairs, I mean, we don't have an elevator, so that wasn't ADA accessible. It was it was hard to do programming, um, you know. Uh, for, for kids or adults, because you you know have to go down the stairs, make a turn, make another turn, um, and and this 
opens up that possibility. So there have been you know, things that we couldn't do before or things that we tried and they just never really took off. And some of that was just, you know, well, you know, uh, Mary couldn't do the stairs and so now she can come to the movie program when we offer it because it's, it's right here at ground level. Um, another uh, you know, big accomplishment this year is uh, getting our collection RFID tagged. Um, we are going to be deploying self-check station before the end of the year. Okay. And so we're, you know, we're excited about that. It's, you know, just streamlining the checkout process has been, has been really nice. Um, we, we had the, uh, little date due cards until last year and, you know, they were kind of all tied in with our security system, but so the barcodes were also inside. So we had thought about, you know, ch making some workflow changes there, but the challenge was always going to be, you still have to open up every single book just to scan a barcode. And so, we decided that RFID tagging um, would be a good way to, you know, cut out part of that workflow and, uh, you know, hopefully make things faster for staff. Um, and then this also enables us to open that up for patrons to do self-check. How did you, how are you funding that? Did you get a grant? Did you write a grant? or? or? We, we didn't. So we had, uh, we, were, we were fortunate uh, last year that uh, we had... Um, some surplus uh, in one of our insurance lines, and it was just as, as we had had a couple of staff turn over uh, our, our head of uh, youth and adult services shortly before I came, and then and then um, my position, and uh, both of us were insured through our spouses, and so we had extra money, and uh, you know if you have extra money, got to find something good to do with it. Absolutely. And so those were some, some things we had hoped to pursue at some point, and. Mm -hmm. We saw them as you know good opportunities to, to to do, it kind of in that time frame. So wonderful. Do you do you find any challenges here that um, at the library that you'd like to uh, um, solve or work with to better serve Burlington? Yeah. Um, I, well, I'd say our biggest challenge uh, is is space. Um, you know, while we have, you know, created some kind of open feeling space up here, you know, a lot, about a third of our square footage is locked up in that basement space that is an ADA accessible. Mm -hmm. um, and we, so that makes it difficult to use for programs or collections or staff or really just about anything else except storage. I mean, you can put stuff down there, but even that, then you got to haul it back up. So, you know, there's, there's a built-in disadvantage there. Okay. Um, so we know that we'll need to build or expand or renovate or something. Um, it, you know, to meet our future needs, but the exact shape of that and the funding to get there are things that we're still trying to work out. You um, don't necessarily necessarily have a timeline developed. Or... Um, we are going to be working on a strategic planning process in 2019. That's going to you know hopefully uh, suss out you know what our priorities are. There are some things that are you know on our big big whiteboard of things we'd like to do right. the, the the wish list that. Um, without knowing for sure what the shape of things to come will be. You know, it doesn't make sense to, to, to paint a door if, you know, next year going, you're going to take that door off. Right. So, you know, we're, we're just trying to suss all of those things out before we sort of move forward with anything. That kind of leads me into my next uh, question. Mm -hmm. um, we have the uh, Foxconn facility that mm -hmm. um, broke ground this summer, I, I think. Um, and it's not so far away, 20 miles, not, not 20, that far? Uh, I'd say a little less than 20 miles, yeah. And so I was just wondering how the libraries, the Lakeshore libraries, I guess, but you, you specifically, 
what the thoughts are there um, about that facility in terms of, well, you know, are the new people going to be coming in and where's the housing and, you know, are they all going to be commuting and they'll be looking, if there are new people coming in, they'll be looking for um, services, possibly enhanced services. Uh, what's the thinking generally and specifically for you uh, about libraries and the Foxconn facility? Um, I know that uh, for, for kind of the, the, the region in general, um, there's been some discussion as, uh, you know, it's, it's located in Mount Pleasant, and as that area grows, there you know, will likely be, uh, you know, or at least possibly be, you know, the addition of a new library in that area. Okay. I know, you know, there had been uh, talk on and on, uh, you know, on and off over the last couple of decades about uh, either Racine Public Library building a second branch mm -hmm. or... Uh, either Sturtevant or Mount Pleasant, you know, expanding library services. Nothing there, obviously, is is you know determined at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that uh, the Racine or the Racine Public Library has been um, kind of in discussions to you know maybe expand their service bubble oh. a little bit through their bookmobile at least in the short term, and you know possibly something else in the long term. Uh, but that's. A little bit speaking out of school so okay uh, what I can say uh, you know locally is that you know the city is anticipating you know population growth and business growth you know just sort of as an ancillary effect of the Foxconn development okay. so uh, city of Burlington is looking at ex expand possible expansion of the Burlington Municipal Office Park which is um, a little bit south of kind of the main uh, part of town here okay. uh, along South Pine Street and so uh, we anticipate that you know over the long term there will be you know growth in the community and growth in the tax base and therefore growth uh, you know in in the resources that are available to us. But of course you know all of that will come after the demand as new folks come in and you know as as someone who's you know moved uh, you know originally being from Illinois and then moving up to Wisconsin, sure. you know I, I, one of the first things I did as I was getting to know my my new community is I went to the library and I know not everyone is is written uh, the same way as a librarian uh, so of course it makes sense that I would but I think a lot of folks will you know see this as a community amenity that they'll um, you know want to attend our programs and want to use our materials and and so we're uh, we're eager for that and you know a lot of what we've done uh, in the last couple of years is just increasing our programming output you know we already had a a very strong uh, output in children's programming, Good. but trying to increase, you know, just the number of program offerings for adults. So the average had been one to two a week, um, and now, you know, we, we are uh, typically offering a program, uh, you know, every single day that we're open, and sometimes more than one. Um, and so just trying new things and, you know, seeing seeing what people like and what people come to and not taking... Not taking one failure as a as a you know as a as a complete failure because you can you can put on the best program in the world and you know if it happens to be on the same day that there's a hockey tournament or something then you know it still might be a good idea and worth trying again later and so does Burlington High School have a good hockey team or uh, I, there's I, I well we just uh, there were two uh, volleyball teams that just won. Oh, uh, wow won uh, different levels of state championship in the last couple of weeks. So, we're, yeah, they're, they're, it, we happen to be fortunate with a lot of uh, community sports uh, interest, both through the schools and then there are some uh, sort of 
location-based teams. Great. Um, library goals for 2019 and 2019 and beyond wish list. You kind of touched on those things. Anything yeah. you want to add uh, or? Uh, well, I, I guess I would just say working on the strategic plan and then space planning uh, and getting our 501c3 foundation off the ground. Um, many of the projects we've worked on have been kind of the low-hanging fruit things where you didn't really need a strategic plan to be like, hmm, maybe we need to work on this, uh, and this doesn't cost that much money, and it would be an easy win. Uh, but we're getting to the point where, the, you know, some of the things are less low-hanging fruit and more kind of medium to high-hanging fruit, and that means you need to have a plan. And so we're, you know, working on that. A lot of the things, as I mentioned, are facilities-related, but... Right. You know, also contingent on exactly what the plan does end up being. How often does your board meet? Monthly. Monthly. Yes. Titles of books you'd recommend for kids, teens, and adults. Do you have any titles that you can come up with right now? Some sure. things that you. Uh, um, well, for for kids, uh, the, so I've I've got uh, kids who are four and five. Sure. Um, very popular at our house right now are Creepy Carrots and okay. Creepy Pair of Underwear okay. uh, by Aaron Reynolds and Peter Brown. Right. Those are a lot of fun. Okay, um, one of my kids is uh, just working through potty training now, oh, okay, so sure. it's it's uh, especially fun that way. Um, last YA title I read, I, I don't read a ton of YA, but last one I read and loved was uh, Scythe by Neil Schuster. Okay. Um, and that was a very good one, kind of dystopia uh, type thing, so a lot okay. of fun. And then uh, for adults, I would recommend the Broken Earth Trilogy by N.K. Jemisin, uh, which is just incredible. Heartbreaking, but just masterful writing. The, okay, the, they, uh, the three books in that trilogy won the Hugo Award uh, oh. each of the last three years. Wow. It's the first time all three books in a trilogy have, have won uh, Best Novel three years in a row. So. I'll have to look into that one myself. Yeah. Um, great. Well, um, at this point, I wanted to offer you the opportunity to present a closing statement, and then after that, I would record a record and finish. Okay, perfect. Um, I think that uh, folks who use libraries are already kind of sold on the concept, mm -hmm. uh, but there are so many folks out there who you know just don't know how much there is, mm -hmm. and so you know I, I'm sure folks who are listening to a library's podcast are mm -hmm. probably already very sold on the, on the idea of the library. Yes. But I would just, you know, recommend, you know, find someone in your life who you think would benefit from something at the library. And if they're not a reader, you know, point them to, to something else. Maybe even go out, go and check something out and, you know, say, hey, I got this cool thing that I know you're interested in at the library. Maybe trick them into coming to a library. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, just... just uh, I think it's easy for us to, to preach to the choir. Sure. Um, but the, the, the larger we can make that choir, the, the happier we're all going to be. Super. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Joe, this has been great. I appreciate your Thank time you. yeah, very you. much. Um, this has been uh, John and Robin Voiles of Celebrate Libraries with a New Ways to Dream podcast. We've been speaking today with Joe Davies in Burlington, Wisconsin. Joe is the library director of Burlington Public Library.